You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. We take what we talk about Sunday a step further. And the goal of this is teaching as well as just to help take the Word of God and plant it deeper into your heart. So, Sunday we talked about the Holy Spirit. Kicked off this five-week series leading up to Easter. And man, what a huge topic. We're not going to be able to cover it all. I know there's a lot of great questions out there that you would love to have us answer, and we just aren't going to have enough time. But what I do want to do is dig in further to this concept of the power of the Holy Spirit and also the idea of the Holy Spirit and baptism. Let's take a look now. Acts chapter 8. We're just going to look at one story and look at some nuggets in there to help us better understand God and his word. Verse 9. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. Now, first thing to note. Simon is a sorcerer. A sorcerer dabbles in the dark arts. So let's ask one quick question. We're not going to have time to dig in this too far, but is there real power in the dark arts? And the answer is yes. And why is there power in the dark arts? Because there's a real powerful force behind them. The scriptures teach us that Satan was is called the Lord of the air. He was handed over the earth in the garden when he got Adam and Eve to fall. And then he was cast down to the earth. Uh, He was given dominion over the earth. And we all fell under the power of Satan, sin, and death. What Jesus did in dying on the cross and raising the dead was he accomplished what the first Adam failed to accomplish. I dipped into this a little bit on Sunday. But in doing so, he took the power away from the enemy. So now God is taking back the earth. He's taking back people, which is the biggest part, but all of the way that creation is run through godly people. And he's doing that by the kingdom of God coming alive inside the hearts of men and women who are surrendered to him. So the Bible is consistent from beginning to end, have literally nothing to do with these evil, dark things. And I'll just give a list of some modern day things I see that even Christians sometimes love to dabble in. Listen, have nothing to do with these things. And this list is not exhaustive. Stay away from psychics. Stay away from tarot cards. Stay away from um, the zodiac signs. Stay away from trying to predict the future in these things. Stay away from uh, talking, trying to talk to the dead. Stay away from these things. The Bible is so, so clear on this, that these things are evil. There is power in them, but it is not the power of God, and you do not want to tap into it. So now, what happens next, or what's happening here, and then as it leads to what's next, is people are following Simon, because he's obviously got some displays of power that are attracted to them. But look at verse 12 now. When they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. So now Simon sees Philip, he's one of the apostles sent, uh, sees him filled with the Holy Spirit and doing real miracles, profound miracles. And uh, there's this verse where it says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So our enemy, Satan, is in the world deceiving and tricking and leading people astray, but the Holy Spirit is in us who have surrendered to Christ and Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And Simon knows it. He sees it and is like, wow, you have something I don't have. So he believes in the power that he sees. Now, what's really important, and I want to lay this foundation now. We'll build on it in a minute. Simon doesn't really believe. He just sees and is impressed by what he sees. And there's a warning and a caution for that in us. We'll get there in just a moment. Now, let's take a look 
at verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. A few things here to unpack quickly, especially as it relates to Sunday. So uh, Samaria and is one of those territories um, and a people group. It's really complicated. It's hard to explain. I think I did a brief thing on this a couple weeks ago in one of our podcasts. But the Samaritans of the Jews really hated each other. I mean, despised each other. I don't know exactly who to attribute this to today. But if I were to say, whoever, who is the enemy of America today? A certain country or nation in the world might pop in your mind, a certain name based off your experience, whether you have a child who went off to the war or whatever it is, you might have a certain name or country that you just despise. That would be Samaria in that day. It is said that sometimes Jews would literally, if they wanted to go on the other side of Samaria to do business, they would go around Samaria rather than through Samaria. They just hated him that much. Now, this is powerful because Jesus told the apostles, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the power is now in you, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the reason Jesus said that, if you look on a map, you're going to go first to the city, then to the region, then out to the next region, but also to your enemies. And also don't stop going, go all the way to the ends of the earth. And I wonder sometimes if we think the gospel should be restricted to our family and friends, to our neighbors and the people that we like and get along with. And not just to people that are dramatically different than us, who see the world different than us, who are different than us. And Jesus intended for the gospel to go to them too. And what would happen if we were to actually believe this and apply this to our lives? So Peter and John show up. They are the foundational leaders of the early church, the, the pillars of the early church. And they show up to testify that God has truly sent the Holy Spirit also to the enemies of the Jews, the Samaritans. And when they show up, uh, the people had not yet received the Holy Spirit. They believed, they were baptized, but they had not received the Holy Spirit. And I think it's fascinating that it, it, they noticed that, <clears throat> that though they were baptized, they do not receive the Holy Spirit. And so they lay their hands on them and they receive it. But I think there's this natural connection we see between baptism and receiving of the Holy Spirit. It's so natural that they comment even that they were baptized, but they did not receive because they were only baptized into belief in Jesus. They were not baptized for the purpose of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to get too much deeper into that right now, but just to point it out as it ties into what I said Sunday. Verse 18, when Simon saw that the Spirit was giving, given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now, we're starting to see Simon's heart. Simon doesn't really love God. Simon doesn't really want a relationship with God. Simon wants to abuse God and God's power for his own personal gain. Peter answers verse 20. May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart, for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. And there's where I want to spend our last couple minutes. Peter strongly, strongly, strongly rebukes Simon. And I think we've lost the art of this in our world today. In our world where we're told all ideas about God are okay, all lifestyles are okay, 
we've lost the ability to look at someone and give them a strong caution, a strong rebuke and say, look, I love you enough that I need to tell you what you are saying is false and dangerous. Peter gives him the strongest warning possible. May your money perish with you. Oh my goodness, that you could think that God only wanted to give you money. God wants to give you life. God wants to give you his spirit. God wants to give you love. So what do you need to do? Repent of this wickedness and pray that God may forgive you. For I see you're full of bitterness and captive to sin. Here's where I want to close our time today. I don't know if you're listening to this on your drive-in or, or back from work, if you're on a treadmill somewhere. Listen, it's really easy to become like Simon. It's really easy to try to play games with God, to not truly love him, not truly have surrendered to him. Remember, remember, baptism is just a, a, an act of surrender. It's an act of saying, God, take away the old me and fill me up with you. That's why you always see baptism connected to faith and repentance. This doesn't mean you need to be rebaptized. But if there is something in your life that is eating your lunch, there's something in your life that you're captive to, there's some desire or way that you are uh, maybe abusing or manipulating your relationship with God, and right now, would you just stop and repent and turn to him and receive the life that really is life? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God wants to bring about life in you. We'll see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.